Welcome to Ing Podcast, a production of Menno Media's Leader Magazine. Our world is increasingly complex, fast-paced, and divided. How are people of faith bringing their best selves to the world each day? How are we leading, growing, and being as people of God? Ing Podcast is a place to share insights and stories from individuals creatively engaging the present and moving into the future. If you've been listening to Ing Podcast from the beginning, you know that in episode two, we spoke with Reverend Jess Cast, pastor at Faith United Church of Christ here in State College, Pennsylvania. On today's episode, she sits down again with Ing host Allison Moss for part two of their conversation in which they look at self-care and Sabbath, as well as seeing the humanity in those with whom we disagree. I'm no longer thinking that in my lifetime, all will be made right and all will be made just. I'm thinking about our kids and their grandkids and how do we become the saints or the ancestors for future generations for their strength and their struggles. How can we make it just a little bit better? If you haven't already done so, we hope you go back and listen to episode two with Reverend Cass that we titled Reinventing. For now, here's part two of that conversation. Welcome everyone to another episode of Ing Podcast. This is Allison and I am here with the Reverend Jess Cast. Welcome, Jess. Thank you, Allison, and thank you to everybody listening. Hello, hello. For those who might not know, you and I live in the same town. We haven't seen each other for a while now because of the pandemic, Um, (laughs) but it's so lovely to reconnect with you. But I'm hoping that you'll give a little word of introduction for those who don't know you. I'm the lead pastor of Faith United Church of Christ. I am a married lesbian woman to my wife, who is a political scientist. This is my second parish. My first parish was in New York City for eight or nine years, where I was really involved in New York City and all of the state. There's been a lot of soul changes for me that this area has taught me, and I I do genuinely thank my neighbors for that um, and my amazing congregation. I love them. What have been some of the shifts in your understanding of ministry as a shift from, you know, big city, New York City to a more very rural area? Um, Maybe especially when it comes to a social justice approach to ministry. As a pastor and as a follower of Jesus, I am called to acknowledge the humanity and the dignity of every person, whether I agree with them or not. So here's a story that I use in my sermon this Sunday. Jesse, my wife and I were on our morning run and there's one house in particular that has like an abundance of political signs, like obnoxiously so. And um, you, you and I both know those types of signs, like, mm-hmm. So many like, okay, we got it. You could just put one sign up and we understand. (laughs) Um, And I do everything in my will to avoid this house. I would be embarrassed to tell you the private things I say underneath my breath that I'd say in my mind when I pass this house. My wife, who is a better Christian than I am, uh, (laughs) and, and I were running past this house and I wanted to not walk by it, but she was leading us and was a, is the faster runner. So she got to control it. And um, 
lo and behold, this house with the obnoxious multitude of political signs, there were people outdoors sitting on the front porch. Shoot, right? There's real humans mm-hmm. in this house. Jesse, less out of breath than I am, raises her hand and says, well, hello, neighbors. Inside, I'm reeling. What is she doing making contact with them? <laughs> I'm not happy at her at this moment. And the neighbors engage with kindness and smiles and they wave back and they say, these hills are something, aren't they? You guys are doing a great job. Have a wonderful run. It's now my turn to be part of the social contract and say something. I wave my hand and I say, thank you so much. I hope you both have a wonderful day. We got up the hill. I turned to my wife and I said, what in the heck were you doing? She said to me, there are neighbors too, and you can't diminish their humanity just because you are scared or hurt by them or you're fearful of their signs. Don't create more division in your own heart. Honor your own dignity. You know, that was really convicting for me, Allison, um, because that's here's the tension here in this moment of justice, mercy, and humility. My wife maybe is more humble than I am too. And she, in that moment, was able to see the human dignity of a neighbor that so, so differently I disagree with. Was that a political conversation? No. Are they surely putting up all those flags to provoke? Yes. And yet as a follower of Jesus, am I called to being a neighbor? And what does that require of me to investigate what type of neighbor I want to be? So there's just the practical living of what type of neighbor am I called to be? And if we had a relationship with them more than just walking by each other and we were we were known at a deeper level, now you are, have an obligation to deeper conversations. What does this mean for you? Do you know what that means when you vote for this person? Do you know that our, what that means for our marriage? Do you know what that means for people of color? Um, but you have to start small. Allison, I can't lose my soul. I cannot lose my soul in my anger. I cannot lose my soul in my disappointment. I cannot lose my soul in my fear. I have to nurture that. I have to protect that, which means also honoring all those more difficult feelings and also acknowledging the humanity of the people I disagree with. Oh, that story I love and I hate because it, you know, (laughs) makes me acknowledge that I also have those feelings. I definitely would be thinking the same things as you, or maybe not exactly the same, but I'd be in that camp. And I, I really appreciated that you acknowledge the difficulty of that. But also that you acknowledge that you're allowed to take baby steps because this is a difficult time. This is a difficult situation. And the call that we're called to live into as followers of Christ who are acting with justice and humility is a difficult road. Um, And you don't just get there overnight. We're not all as wonderful as your wife. (laughs) She's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, Yeah, I think that I just want to say that, like, if we think we have to get there overnight, that's just another form of white supremacy, honestly. Like, what I mean by that is I'm no longer thinking that in my lifetime, all will be made right and all will be made just. 
I'm thinking about our kids and their grandkids and how do how do we become the saints or the ancestors for future generations for their strength and their struggles? How can we make it just a little bit better? Because, you know, this is centuries old of, of sins. This is sins. Um, how do we do our part? And then not lose our humanity, right? Like, how do I not lose my humanity and still enjoy fashion and rest and gardening and laugh? Because um, I don't want to lose my humanity in this. Um, I'll do my part, but this whole thing is not on my shoulders. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, a great thing to acknowledge. It's a hard thing to acknowledge that we can't just make everything the way we want it to be, right? We're not the ones who are <laughs> dictating when things will happen, but to still recognize our role in in it and that one step forward in our lifetimes is a is a beautiful beautiful thing. Mhm. Um, even if we wish we could have taken 25 steps forward. We're going to take a quick break now to thank our sponsors and invite you to consider sponsoring Ing Podcast. You can also play a big part in helping us spread the word about this podcast by giving our new Facebook page a like and sharing your favorite Ing Podcast episodes with friends, encouraging them to subscribe and join this movement of leading, growing, and being as people of faith. Thank you for your continued support of this podcast. In challenging times, how do we prepare for tomorrow? Invest in the path ahead with hope and sharing, love and caring, and with help from Everence. Many of us are taking it day by day, step by step. How can we make room for financial strategies and the Holy Spirit to help guide us for the longer term? Financial services for a purpose. Visit us today at everence.com. You know, we don't, we don't stop hungering for justice. We don't stop doing justice. We don't, you can't let the despair and the disappointment stop you. Um, I think that's a privilege if people do stop because of the despair. I think it's a privilege. I'm going to be a little bold here in this one, Allison. I think it's a privilege when somebody says, well, I'm so disappointed in these candidates. I'm not going to vote. I get so mad at that. Because that's one way, just one way, you can be part of helping change the ship here, right? Here's that ship metaphor again. Help yeah. us steer it back or steer it back and steer it forward to places of more equitable living. Don't give that up, man. Don't give up that vote. It matters. It, it matters a lot, this election. Mm. And I, I think you're speaking into just like, this is exhausting, right? Like it's mm -hmm. natural to want to step out of it, to be like, I, I don't want to push anymore. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. um, and there's so much fatigue layered on, like you, like you said, this is not just a new thing. We are fighting years and years of sin. Um, all of that on top of the fact that we're exhausted because we're living in a global pandemic, <laughs> our yeah. lives have been thrown around and we don't, we're still trying to find footing. And as soon as we find a little bit of foot footing, it's flipped around again. Yeah. And I, I, I want to shift us a little bit because I do think this is something that, 
at least from the outside, I feel like you do well. And that is prioritizing Sabbath. Um, and so I'm curious if you could speak a little bit to in your efforts to maintain your humanity and to feed your own soul. Why Sabbath? What is, what is that about for you? Yeah. If I think of myself fighting against something other than me, then as I, if I think of it as an entity that I'm not entrenched in myself, right? Then I'm letting justice take a form of self-righteousness and, and, and that becomes mm. pride. Yeah. And this is where I'm um, deeply reformed here in the sense um, prayers of confession and prayers of self-examination, contemplation, spirituality that roots me to look at, well, what Michael Jackson's saying, look at the man in the mirror yourself, right? Mm -hmm. um, that is where it does begin. How do I, how do I acknowledge the ways that I am participating in systems that don't bring about equity and freedom. Um, so it, it really does begin in, you know, from the Psalms, create in me a clean heart, oh God, renew me, um, so that I can then go out and be part of systemic change. So I don't, I don't want to miss that because I think that's important part of this um, is the self-reflection and that, and that's hard. That's hard work. Um, that's deep spiritual work actually, which is why mm -hmm. I think you, this is why I think you can't have justice without spirituality. I, I will mm -hmm. be as bold to say that too. Um, you can have justice apart from the church, but I don't believe you can have justice without spirituality because this stuff is deep in us. Now that takes on different forms. Sabbath is newer for me. It's patterns I'm unlearning myself, which is the gift of this area. I think our, our town that we live in, Allison. Sabbath is something that my preacher at my installation here at the church that I serve, um, she said to me after the service, um, I think you need to think about having a very, a, 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 a Sabbath practice. Um, and that was a kind of a prophetic call into my life. Um, it, it means that on my Sabbath, these days off, this time off, I don't do email. I'm really not on social media or as much as I can not be. Um, I change different rhythms. I put down the angst as much as I'm can I put down the control I think I have as which I have very little but I, as much as I can and remember and come back to a posture of God is God and I am not you know Beyonce taught us that but um <laughs> Sabbath is like totally reorient Sabbath like has saved my life um where I know this is cliche but we are human beings we're not human doings. I know like every pastor says that, but like, I need that reminder. I need to remind myself of that every day. Um, how, how does gardening make me more human? How does a book I'm reading make me more human? How does painting my nails make me more human? How does my fashion make me more human? My identity is not just in being a pastor. That's part of my identity. But before I'm a pastor, I'm a person. How can I nurture my personhood? 
And honestly, I, I appreciate your kind words, but I think I've got more to do in the area. That's, that's where I need to continue to move towards. Um, you know, our friends say joy is resistance. What are the things that bring us joy and how can we laugh together? How can we do things that nourish our precious, precious life? That's important to me. Yeah. I I really like the way that you've kind of defined Sabbath there. Um, it's not just like, Oh, I'm going to take a nap this weekend and, and, and wake up refreshed. Right. Um, it's more about the rest that your soul will receive in the long term, rather than like the instant gratification of like, oh, I'm ready to go. What do you think is part of what makes it so difficult, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. not just the immediate like, oh, now I am joyful because I did Sabbath. Um, I also <laughs> really appreciate uh-huh. that you acknowledge that it's difficult because I know that for me, I tend to avoid Sabbath and it's mm-hmm. because I'm avoiding other things in my life, whether that's my relationship with God or poor relationships with family members or friends that I know are going to rush into the forefront as soon as I actually acknowledge them. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what are the baby steps? Or, you know, Allison, not even other people, but like even more intimately, the relationship you have with yourself. Oh, yeah, like, totally. Like how how does our busyness, even good busyness, detract us from having the most important relationship we have, and which is the relationship with ourself? Seriously, I would say that the most important relationship I have is the relationship I have with myself. From there come all of my other relationships. Mm-hmm. Do I know what I like? Do I know what I don't like? Do I know what it feels like to be happy? Do I know what it feels like to be angry? What does it feel like when I'm angry? Where do I feel it in my body? Am I tired? What do I need? Maybe some water. Maybe I need to cool it on the wine, you know, all these things, which by the way, that's not a, I don't drink wine anymore. Um, but, um, honest to God, I truly believe for all of us, the most important relationship we have is the one with ourselves. And I come back to scripture on that. When, when Jesus said the most important thing is love the Lord, your God with everything you got and love your neighbor as yourself. The starting point there is the presupposition that you have a relationship with yourself. So if I privilege that, if I think that that is the most important relationship, and from there, I know that my cup will be full and that I can care for others, support others, pray for others, love others, be out in the street protesting. That means that that makes me want to prioritize my life. That makes me want to welcome Sabbath more because from there, then I can center my relationship with myself, with God. I can, I can rest. Naps are great. I mean, big shout out to the nap ministry. <laughs> I love them. Um, yes. um, but it reprioritizes how we understand the gift of our lives and the nourishment and goodness that we need and the individuality that we bring. And from there, being full, like like an oxygen mask on ourselves on an airplane. Remember when we all used to fly? Like, what is that? I don't <laughs> remember flying anymore. But what is the 
flight attendants say, in case of an emergency, you put your oxygen mask on first and then you help your neighbor. Um, that's what we have to do. We fill ourselves up first and then we go out and serve others. And we all do this in different ways. Everybody listening right now, you might write kind words. You might be out on the street protesting. You might be writing letters to your Senator. You might be being a poll worker. Um, you might be baking the world's best macaroni and cheese to bring to somebody that's sick right now. You know, we, we all do that, but we have to fill ourselves up first. I really, really love that. Um, I think that I, that's something I need to be reminded of. I think there's still something within me. I don't know where it comes from, but that feels like focusing on self is prideful, is not the humility that I'm told to embrace, especially as a Christian, especially as a Christian woman. It feels counter but as you've shown in you know your connection to scripture and the practice as you've told us about it it really is something that needs to be prioritized and and makes us people faithful people and and better disciples i truly believe that when we have a relationship with ourselves and we listen to to god in how we understand God in ourselves, we are filled with that depth of God then to want to care for our neighbor. Um, I don't want people to go out and serve like, you know, like, oh, I have to do this today. Like, I want people to want to serve. I want people to want to be about justice. I want people to care about anti-racism because it comes from a deep place within them. Right, because... When we do that, it's more sustainable. It's not. Yes. <laughs> we we don't. It's that long term, you know, restfulness, that joy that we get to embrace rather than us hitting a brick wall and feeling exhausted because we're not we're in a lane we don't belong in. <laughs> right. Uh, we right. think we're supposed to be one way because we've been told this is this is the way you do it. But if you take one step sideways, take a deep breath and realize, mm-hmm. oh, this is my, <laughs> this is my lane. Um, yes. You can go so much farther. And I think it takes some time away from others to listen to your voice, my voice. What is my lane, right? There's a lot of things I like and care about, but in my particular vocational call, it's a very particular lane that I'm called to. Um, and kind of tying it back into what we said earlier, how I understand my voice, I'm steeped in scripture. Um, I've quoted a lot of scripture in our conversation here, partially because that's my lane within the lane of being clergy. I've studied this, uh, the scripture informs me, scripture pushes back at me. And I, I truly believe it has a lot of rich, rich soil, rich, good food to guide my life today. Um, I do justice not in spite of scripture, but a lot because this is what it means to follow God. Um, and I will continue to wrestle with that my whole life, I hope. I'm over here ready to put on my red lipstick and my yes! pointy shoes. Oh my gosh. 
My job is done. Thank you, Allison. Perfect. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Please. Red lipstick for all. Remember your baptism. Like I wish I could say that every Sunday. (laughs) Jess, where can we find you? If people want to stay in contact with me or my work, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Rev Jess Cast, R-E-V-J-E-S-K-A-S-T. Um, or I invite you to come to one of our services at Faith UCC, where you will find a warm, just filled people, um, Christian people wanting to dig in deeper and to go about and bring change in this world. Jess, this was so beautiful. I'm so glad we got to connect. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you to all who listened and peace until we meet again. Farewell, friends. Take care of yourself, everybody. You're important. As always, we'd like to thank our guests and all who continue to support Ing Podcast. We'd like to thank Everence, a faith-based financial services organization, for their ongoing support of Ing Podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends. Do you have a topic or someone you think should be interviewed on Ing Podcast? Let us know by emailing theing at menomedia.org. Views and opinions expressed on Ing Podcast are those of our hosts and guests and may not represent that of Leader Magazine or Menno Media. Today's show was produced by me, Ben Weidman. Ing Podcast is a production of Menno Media, a nonprofit publisher that creates thoughtful Anabaptist resources to enrich faith in a complex world. To find out more, visit us online at menomedia.org.